Hello Voltron fans and welcome back to the AfterBuzz TV Voltron After Show. Tonight we are looking at Season 3, Episodes 3 and 4, The Hunted and Hole in the Sky. We've got a couple of very spe very special guests with us tonight. And team, it's time to form Voltron. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I, I will straight up admit that this episode has the single hardest instance I have ever laughed in this series. <laughs> Full I'm just stuff. scrolling yes. through our hashtag on Twitter right and there's now. Some, there's some, there's some A there material yeah. for sure. I think uh. Shut Your Quiznack's latest work is my favorite. I, Which one is well, that? The, the one that's up at the top trying to remember all the names. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you. That I also is... like this one that at Whisper119TP tweeted to this thing of Keith getting his hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> really entertaining. <laughs> Farewell to the mullet. Welcome back, everyone. We are the AfterBuzz TV Voltron Legendary Defender After Show. We are talking about Season 3, Episodes 3 and 4, The Hunted and Hole in the Sky. These episodes were great. Let's get this started. I have with me Red Lion, Emma Fife. That's me. I'm Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet at my name, which was previously established to be Emma Fife. Green Lion, Megan Salinas. Hey guys, I'm taking everything in me not to just sing along with this know, song right, right now. Uh, but you, in the meantime, you can tweet at me at the Mengwin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. In the booth, we have a yellow lion, Mark Donica. That's right, that's me. Hi, everybody. Hi, uh, Mark. I'm the Mark Bidonica. You can find me on Twitter at Mark Bidonica. I will chime in when I can and put in as many graphics as you guys call for. Yes. Yes, because he is a wonderful human being. Our blue lion, Alexis Taurus, is in another dimension right now. We're still kind of <laughs> waiting for her to reappear. But in the meantime, you can throw your tweets into the void at atorres890. I am Black Lion Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias at Kiaje, that is K-I-A-X-E-T. And we have two very special people here with us today. We have the executive producer, Joaquim Dos Santos. Woo! Yay! And we have there's, showrunner... There's that studio audience. There we are. <laughs> now I hear all Lauren. of you. And showrunner Lauren Montgomery. Woo! Oh. Both rocking Voltron shirts, yes. by the way. Oh my god. I like it. They they're, look fabulous. They do. They're very sleek. I feel that that V symbol yes. is, if you didn't know what it was, you're like, hmm, that's like a cool sports design or yeah, something. Yeah, it could absolutely be some sort of sp uh, sports logo. Sure, like sure. the Under Armour logo. I was going to say, yeah. you guys should license with Under Armour to get like Paladin-themed Under Armour. They absolutely. do Captain America. Why not? Yeah. It's money. Yep. Well, and welcome everybody in the chat. There's some people here saying that this is the first time they've been able to watch live. So I hope that you guys have a lovely time. Yeah, we also had somebody tuning in from New Zealand. So, uh, hey, how's it going? Wow. Happy 4 p.m. to you. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's actually a fairly okay time to be watching yeah. in New Zealand and Australia. Yeah, they, they said it was around 4 o'clock. So that's, that's pleasant. You know, general afternoon time and everyone tuning in from the East Coast. It's, it's midnight. Yes. So uh, Hang in there, guys. You. We love you. <laughs> if you guys have fun things to say, throw them in the live chat. Throw them in the hashtag that is ABTVVoltron on Twitter. You may well get a shout out. We have all sorts of fun stuff in there. And if you want it to be slightly more permanent, we do check the hashtag during the week as well. But the live chat does not stick around. So, you know, pick your battles or throw them in both. But yeah, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Thanks I am for having us. really looking forward to talking about these episodes. Me too. I kind of want to start with Hole in the Sky, not going to lie. Like, what went, into, what went into this? What was the decision to make this a throwback to the 80s show? Like, just 
Talk us through the process for well, this. Well, there's, I don't think there's ever really a decision to make it a throwback. That's just always what we want to do. Just what it is. Yeah, for fans of the OG, it's just kind of what you want to do all the time. Yeah, yeah, I think we were always kind of looking for a way to make Sven part of our reality, our our version of sure. Ultron, even yeah. though, you know, we had clearly renamed Shiro as Shiro. Right, and I feel that Shiro, too, as a character, is definitely a departure from Sven, and I, I yeah. felt the way that it was handled in this episode with him coming in and, and still very much being, in some ways, the character that he was in 80s Voltron. He was Sven, yeah. yeah. Shiro is very deciders. much Goline, and Sven yeah. is very much Voltron. Yeah. Yeah. Also, by, by that, Emma, you mean it's the best thing. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. I, listen, Sven is burned into my memory. No, I, Corinne I, Yee in chat says, hashtag not again Sven. <laughs> <laughs> I really do feel like this episode for, for like fans of the original is very much having our cake and eating it, too. Oh, because yeah. we get all those throwbacks, and one of the best jokes, I think, in any show ever in terms of referencing the original. Um, but also, you know, it doesn't take away from who Shiro as a character is, as we come Not to know in this series. So I love this. I love it. And in this episode, we've also introduced the concept of alternate realities mm -hmm. and interdimensional travel yeah. that Voltron and certain meteorites are capable of. So this has opened up the universe of Voltron into... A multitude. It has. It yeah. has. And I think one of my favorite things to come out of this on the internet was that there are many people saying now that there are multiple universes that are canon within the Voltron universe. Therefore, all of your OTPs are canon. In some <laughs> yeah. Stop fighting go. about it. <laughs> I, I think my favorite thing so far is the idea that there's um, going to be like a Voltron-style team-up in the way that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did it, where it's oh like God. the old and you the new the coming together. Yeah. 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 See, and I just love the there's, there's a Photoshop of the season one and two Comic-Con posters put together with Shiro photoshopped on everyone because there's a universe where everyone is Shiro. <laughs> That's probably true. That's but I, I did think it was interesting, too, with this alternate reality, how with the, the painting of the Altaians being the sort of dominant species yeah. in the universe and how they, they really weren't all that great. Right. They were horrifying. <laughs> they were horrifying, but I will say that there's definitely a gray area there sure. where you sort of like, I, I can see where it, they started out going the right way and it quickly you know, devolved into badness. This is the you live long enough to be, see yourself become the villain sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. Now, I do have to ask, what would an Empress Allura look like? I the know. The <laughs> queen at this point. Yeah. It's been 10,000 be years. Wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she's super dead. Yeah. I'm telling you, that in much the same way that the Galro used quintessence to keep things going, the Altaians have used technology. Empress Allura is the Borg queen. I, oh, wait, no, no, no. She did that thing where you upload your consciousness to she a computer. <laughs> she's just in the cloud. <laughs> she's got an LMD walking around. I like all of these. I really. think all yeah. those options are on the table. <laughs> the funny and they all exist in some reality. That's exactly. Right. There's a universe where all of these are true. <laughs> but we have Altaeans. We have Alora who is desperate to see more Altaeans because uh -huh. the genocide of her people. Mm -hmm. To the point where she's kind of not listening to common sense. And I love the flip that we've had. Where last episode it was Keith going, I'm going to do the thing. Ain't no one going to stop me. And then this episode it's Alora going, Okay, but really, guys, we need to do it. Right. Well, and I, Keith being I, the voice of reason. Absolutely. And I think that 
with Alora, it would have been very out of character for her to not behave in the way that she does in this episode, sort of idolizing the Altaians, because in her mind, again, she has not actually lived to see a world where the Altaians are in power. They have all been dead, and she's been cryogenically frozen. So it makes perfect sense for her to latch on to this and overlook kind of the bad stuff that they're doing. Well, she was also kind of segregated from the that rest is of the true. group. So yeah. she was getting a very different picture than they were getting. Yeah. yeah. And so she's think, really yeah. only lived to see her version of Altea, which yeah. was very much the correct version. It was Alfor was very peaceful. They right. were a very peaceful, loving race. They were not warlike. They only participated in battle to protect themselves. Right. And so in her mind that race is, isn't capable yeah, of something right. like this. of course. But it does, I think, bring up the question of how did we get to this version of Altea? Because with Alora having been the empress who sort of established all of this... Ushered in this era right, of peace and prosperity. Did it start to go that way when she was in charge? Because... Probably. I would say it did. Yeah, no. Definitely. I think her father was struck down. Yeah. And she went on a, like a revenge-laden yeah. you know, I mean, swath across yeah, the universe. I think the way we looked at it was, what if they had done Allura's suggestion, which is stay and fight, versus yeah. Alfor's suggestion of which, send the lions away. Yeah. yeah. And if they had, if anything had happened, if Allura had gotten the power to take down these Galra, then she would have just, I think, maintained doing it, that. Yeah. She like, didn't have the perspective Alfor what had. we need to do. Yeah. Well, and then you look at this peaceful people and go, okay, they want peace. How are they going to do it? Well, if you take away your opponent's will to fight, that's it. You're done. And so instead of going in through bloody battle and war the way that the Galra do it, we just kind of slowly take over their minds and be like, well, they're not slaves if they don't have free will. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know what they're missing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Not like they're going to be upset about it. Um, I I love when shows bring up the discussion of security versus freedom. And it's something we talk a lot about on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show um, because it's very much dealing with government regulation in that way. And I love that we brought that idea into Voltron because this is a, 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 an entire um, empire that has used peace as a justification for clearly atrocious acts in the name of justice and peace, and their reality isn't enough. They like it's to the point where they want to spread peace over every single reality. I'm, I'm having a hot fuzz. The greater good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what we're looking at. Yeah, I mean, I think for for us too, it was fun just to see you know, Hunk and Lance and Pidge just slowly get creeped out as the explanation was dawning on <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. Like, What's going on here? Like, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's also a parallel to be drawn between what Lotor was saying in in the earlier episodes where, join us, and Mm -hmm. it won't be so bad. But you technically won't be free, but you won't be living in... (laughs) You won't be under our hell either, yeah. Yeah. And if if it weren't for this version of Voltron and our team, Alora might as well, again, have turned out to be very much that person. It, yeah. was, it was these events that changed her. Absolutely, yeah. because I, I think that one of the things that's so interesting about her as a character is her kind of narrow perspective on things yeah. and how being involved with Team Voltron is exposing yeah. her to a lot more. And even though, yes, in her heart, she is a good person, she's a little narrow-minded. Yeah, she's, she's, 
<laughs> totally. You can be a good person and still be naive, yeah. have bad ideas, yes. lack an understanding of the world around you. I and we're going to sidestep the politics. Oh, I, I love it's a kid's show, by the way. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. it took her a long time to reconcile the fact that Keith was Galra and mm-hmm. still her friend and yeah. a good person. The, yeah. There was a lot of cognitive dissonance there, and it took a long time for her to reconcile with it. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, and that's that's a really good thing to address. I know we're like, oh, it's a kid's show. No, kids are smart. Totally. Kids yeah. learn. They catch yeah. on to so much stuff than I did. I was a dumb kid. <laughs> but kids now, they, like, they're getting things. I'm like, oh, my God, I would never have gotten that as a child. Yeah. I was an idiot. But <laughs> these kids are so smart. Well, we were all not as connected <laughs> as these kids are. <laughs> True. We've got a lot of information, but the way we tell stories and the way we do things like that teaches kids to handle that information, yeah. what Absolutely. to take from it, what to do with it. So and that's, I mean, that's what we've tried to yeah. do the entire time, is not talk down to anybody, yeah. not yeah. talk down to kids especially. Absolutely. And yeah, especially in times like these, any sort of message we can send out to kids just to kind of help them understand, yeah. help them learn, it's, you know, it's kind of There's something There's a bunch of shades of gray. There's yes. definitely yes. some far sides. <laughs> yes. <of things. laughs> Bunch of stuff in between. Well, moral ambiguity aside, I did really enjoy yeah. the fight scene in this episode. Uh, I really liked that when Alora used the Bayard, it materialized as a whip. <laughs> that <laughs> is so That's cool. cool. <laughs> and that was boarded by this guy here. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it was amazing. Some super sweet Allura fight whip action. Just yeah. Well, bounce like, bounce I mean, hero right off the yeah, floor. She got a good fight scene at the end of the last season, but it was nice to like continue to see her in action. Yeah, yeah. So why a whip? I, I think we were looking for some alternate weapons other than a sword, yeah. a gun, a bigger gun, <laughs> the other thing, and the other thing, and the thing. So, yeah, yeah, I think there were there were a few things where like maybe maybe a staff like the Altain Gladiator, mm-hmm. sure. and then we're like, you know what? There, there's other things that we could use, and maybe let's just try this whip out. It's versatile. Sometimes that's it. It's just like, eh, this sounds cool. Yeah, we wish we had a bigger meaning for the whip. Like, 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 you know, she's going to whip you into justice. Yeah. But, but visually, it's so interesting, oh, especially yeah. with the, the fluidity of, like, the way it's animated. Yeah. I, it was a really good choice for her. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, no, it, it was so much fun to watch. Just Well, not yep. to mention she can, like, punch through walls just on her own. Totally. So I can't, yeah. I can't even imagine what her with a whip and like just tossing you across the room would feel like. Super strength, shape-shifting, and also a whip. Just like, let's not face her. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, the Altans were peaceful people. Uh, yeah. Chad is all uh, drafting her into the Belmont family. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, take nice. yep. we'll take it. She would be able to talk down a vampire. She though. would. That she would. 1% of diplomacy yes. that's actually diplomacy and she could do it. like she and Lisa would get on great. And then defend herself against angry villagers. (laughs) Very true. If anybody missed... Castlevania territory. Exactly. Netflix crossover between Voltron and Castlevania. Confirmed. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) After Buzz TV exclusive. (laughs) No longer for kids. Yeah. Castlevania was never for kids. That's a very different type of animation. (laughs) Indeed. But But it's all so pretty. I know. I know. But can we just talk about Sven a little bit more? Yes. Yes. I really would now like to see the 80s versions of everybody like within this Voltron here. <laughs> the Keith guns of Mullet. Laura, the Keith Mullet. Oh my god. Pidge though. 
Uh, 80s Pidge was terrifying. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm talking specifically their casual clothing. Oh, yeah. my no, gosh. The fringe yeah. shirt and the, no, I, the just, jackets. No. <laughs> We're just talking in general. 80s Pidge was the one who unpinned a grenade and sprinted towards Lotor, like, well, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> Jesus He's crazy. Yeah. All while looking like a village person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doing the YMCA, sounding like Kermit on Helium, yeah. and here we go. <laughs> Yep. Uh, yeah, Pidge was I insane. want to window it to this dimension. I'll <laughs> be able to be like, all right, what's the resistance look like? Yeah. And someone asked, how did Sven get to be in the resistance? I'm like, well, who's to say that Altea hasn't spread to Earth in this dimension? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's Who absolutely what's going so. on. Yeah. yeah. I did like, though, that in this version of reality, Sven, who is... Probably the Shiro of this reality, unclear. Sure. He looks like unclear. him. He looks like him, but I loved that he was pals with Slav. <laughs> oh my god. And not to mention that Slav in this reality is kind of like this devil make hair, incredible genius. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's he's, it's, he's a badass. Yeah, he was definitely the alpha in that team. Like, no, for sure. Sven was his his right hand. Totally. Yeah, I love it's it. more like Sven was his sidekick. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was just so interesting to see that dynamic flipped of, you know, Shiro being the one who's constantly annoyed with Slav and just cannot take how insanely logical he is. Yeah, yeah. And then seeing them here with Sven just kind of being along for the ride with Slav, it was great. Well, we still got the ribbing about, you know, you, but not actually you. Talking about alternate realities, yeah. Sven going, yeah, no, that's him. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> That's him. That's my favorite line. That's, That's him. Since it was uh, our universe's Slav who brought up the idea of multiple realities, I do have to ask, was that the idea from the start to have this kind of, to have multiple realities as a story option? I think initially with Slav, he was just a guy that was thinking on such a high level that mm-hmm. he saw every outcome that ever existed that can possibly ever exist. Mm-hmm. Um I think when this story presented itself, it kind of opened the floodgates to possibilities. Yeah, um, and so he was the perfect foil for to that. Be able yeah, to explain all that away. Yeah. But you know, multiverses are very complex things. Yeah, yeah. getting into quantum physics dimension. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Slots I just, from I just, every dimension. I want a convention of slots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. And the Shiro's of the world are just kind of going, oh God, that entire dimension of Shiro's just had a moment of... I I do appreciate that Sven was not Shiro's twin brother in any capacity. That is true. He might have a twin brother named Shiro. We don't know that. That's true. That's That's true. true. There's a reality where it happens. I think actually our favorite line of the whole show, maybe the entire series, was when they're hiding up in the duct and he goes, Yoo-hoo. <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence got it on her phone. It's I like do. A, it's my text alert. Yeah. And whenever I get a text, my phone goes, Yoo-hoo. It's Josh going, Yoo-hoo. <laughs> when, um, when you guys decided you wanted to bring Sven in, did you guys approach Josh and go, so how's your Swedish accent? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think, like, I, I kept meaning to tell him and I kept forgetting and then I think poor Josh, he found out, like, the night before. And so he came in and he was all, like, concerned and stressed. like, I've done a lot of research we're like, no, it's okay. It's supposed to be bad. It's yeah. supposed to be horrible. Like, like, don't get it. Don't get it on the market. I appreciate you wanting to represent, and that's awesome. But it's okay if yeah. it's bad. It's, yeah, it know, was not exactly a, great. In well, the original. No, it was borderline offensive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the '80s. It's supposed to be insane. Totally. In their oh. defense, the, dubbing was a lot different back then, and 
usually yeah. you had one take. Sure. I do wonder what the choice was in terms of giving him an accent, though. I wonder if they were like, well, he's only around for five episodes. Have fun just, with yeah, it. Yeah, just go crazy. Yeah, I honestly think it was just like they had what a few people yeah. do all these, and they're like, how can I what make my can voice do? so different? Yeah, because he also did the voice of Lance accent? and... Maybe hunk. Like I yeah, feel like yeah. everybody doubled up yeah. insanely on that show. I know. We have, it's like dubbing Manos. We have two men and a woman. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yep. And Peter Cullen narrated the original series, <laughs> and it just it all kind of comes full circle because you know we now see that Slav. Uh, or uh, Sven, rather, much like Optimus Prime, just constantly has to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this reality. What I'm getting from this is that Peter Cullen cannot escape giant robots. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have cute kitten lady in the chat saying, imagine a universe where the space mice rule the universe and control slash pilot Voltron. <laughs> and we have Corinne Yee saying, can we see the blooper reel for Josh saying Sven's line? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> That exists. It's out there. I need it in my life. Can I just, like, slip you a thumb drive? Uh, but poor Sven, I mean, again. Here's he can't be okay. They just have to get him to space hospital. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sven, I'm, I'm 100% certain he's still out there. He yeah. made it to space oh, hospital. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> Him you, and Slav are still trying to take down Altea. Yeah. It's super hard to hear, but you actually hear Slav say, like, don't worry, guys, I got Sven. You guys go back, get back <laughs> yeah. to your lines. Yeah, yeah, I did not pick up on that. They're okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, he went to another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> What, what oh, vintage Yu-Gi-Oh! What side of the wormhole did they escape on? <laughs> they 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 stayed they okay. stayed to help out their side, yeah. and our guys went through in Voltron. Too. Yeah, we removed yeah. the MacGuffin. Yep. I I will say that um, I I got reacquainted with Voltron when I was in college. Um, you know, and a lot of stuff became available on Netflix. Yeah. So I started rewatching old episodes, and I I got to that point where where Sven went to the hospital, and I laughed. <laughs> about it for days and I told both of my brothers and they found so much joy in it too so we all get it was funny because I could tell when my brothers got to that episode while they were watching this season of Netflix because I got individual text messages from both of them going hey are you caught up on Voltron just out of curiosity (laughs) my reaction when that episode started and they they ended up in the other dimension and they first came face to face with Sven I was like and because you just saw that he looked like Shiro and all of a sudden I was like <laughs> this is Sven, isn't it? This is going to be Sven. And I, I talked with a few of my friends who were not familiar with the 80s Voltron and they were just like, I really don't get Sven. I don't get this episode. I don't understand. And I'm like, oh no. Oh no, no. Oh, yep. You okay. don't understand. So we're going to need to talk. Because I saw the old Voltron when I was so little yeah. that it, I don't think it even occurred to me that he was supposed to have died and that they yeah. censored it for American television. Well, the scene is just beautiful. And then they slap this big old, get me to a space yeah. hospital, I'll be fine. <laughs> What's funny is that I actually started watching it after he had left the team and they mentioned him at a later point. And I was like, Oh, she was a replacement for somebody. Oh, he's dead. And that was my assumption as a kid. So you just got it. Right. And then they found his twin, like, in a hole somewhere. In a cave. Old Voltron yeah. yeah. was weird. Yeah. I was well, confused like, he by was, the whole thing. He was just Sven in, in 
Yeah, in Goline it was his brother. Yeah, which yeah. made brother. more sense. Yeah, it was like a Ultron, weird looking like, Finn. She okay, back. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like, after I went to the space hospital, I got <laughs> captured. They <laughs> gave me cosmetic surgery, and now I look different, but I'm still Finn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like a weird version of him. Yeah, <laughs> he looked enough alike that the people making Voltron were like. Yeah. No, whatever. We'll take it. We'll yeah, do we'll it. It's just Sven again. Yeah. We'll keep it. We'll not confuse the kids. It's fine. He's back from the hospital. <laughs> um, Unlike your but, modern Gundam series where you have identical twins all over the place. <laughs> I, I will say, though, that I am really happy that you guys decided to include that just because that particular joke and plot point has just brought so much joy to me and oh, my brother. Awesome. Literal so, screaming with <laughs> laughter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the neighbors thought we were being murdered. <laughs> well, aside from that, yes. we're happy. Aside from neighbors getting freaked yeah, out. Yeah, you know. Our neighbors probably think we're insane anyway. It's fine. <laughs> what are they watching right now? It's like 2 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, they're screaming again. Oh, <laughs> Something about space and robots. Something <laughs> must have happened in their soap opera. Space and robots. Space and, and, robots. and the space Kuvira uh, <laughs> <Italian> girl. <laughs> I, I cannot remember. I, this is a hangover from me watching too many bad fan subs as a teenager <laughs> where they would subtitle the characters' names wrong. Yeah. I just have, like, a mental block against names. So I, I don't know what her name was, but she was fantastic. I, I, Kira? Kira, yeah. Kira. Yeah. Oh, Kira. I loved her. Her design was fantastic. Was awesome. yeah. And, like, and again, you you even get, like, that character depth of she clearly has a lot of respect for Allura as a person, but at the end of the day, she's just as ruthless as every every other Altaian in this and world. And she realized this Allura was not going to follow that yeah. path. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're not with us. And I love that Empress kind of automatically makes you evil. Like, if you are an emperor or an empress, you are evil. Yeah. But if you're royalty, you're good to go. It's a Disney syndrome. Uh, yeah, no, I loved Hira. I don't think we ever got the name for the guy with the glasses. If we did, I missed it completely. I, I don't think he has a name. Yeah, we, we call him the glasses doctor guy. Like, was, yeah, he was Altain's science officer yeah. in the script, ASO. But D. Bradley Baker did his voice. Yeah. Oh, nice. nice. I mean, he, he awesome. did a fantastic job. That guy was sufficiently creepy. Yeah. Someone about 15 minutes ago in chat was saying, yeah, he looks like Show Tucker from Full Metal Alchemist. <gasps> yes! And I was like, okay, yeah. that's... That's why it was so unsettling. Yeah, uh, and then with the big beastie guy that they were leading around, who you found out was had lost his will to fight. Is that yeah. Moxilus? Moxilus. Yeah. Non-cogs aren't slaves. That's slaves right. are always rebelling, but they don't know what they're missing. I just that's I, so awful. We have leapt off the slippery slope, guys. <laughs> We've just gone flying. But yeah, that's that's a normal day for them. They're like, this is what we believe. Yeah. yeah. He just he speaks about it like it's like fact. It's nothing. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't face him at all. Years. This is the way things are. The greater good. Yeah, I feel like you could write a series of dystopian novels on this version of Altea. We were, we were talking with somebody about doing like expanded novels. Just oh dang, there's a, there's enough not not officially, very right, unofficially, yeah. um, but <laughs> I think we set it. up enough little little nuggets around that, that there's there's some. Cool I was stuff gonna say if someone on Ao3 has already started doing this, if uh, if there ever does get to be official official expanded lore. <laughs> shut up and take my money. I will <laughs> buy it. Oh my god, yes. Well, we did get a handbook released, I believe today. Oh wow. Is when it oh. officially came out. Nice. Oh, there you yeah, go. So you can buy that on Amazon, all the fun stuff. It's official. It's got character bios. All the bios. official it's... character bios. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep, I believe that was I remember seeing something about quizzes and character bios because I stumbled across some whole thing about like the fact that Keith likes hippos. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see that. Where is the hands? Uh, I gotta I gotta be honest, like sometimes when these books come down the line, like we get a little like Freaked shaky, out, like, yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh god, what's gonna be in it? Oh god, because yeah. we—I honestly haven't read it, and I don't—I—I I think they took some of the stuff from probably our original pitch, but some of that stuff it's has changed, ch- like yeah, organically. So, so I'm gonna be a little freaked out when some of that starts showing up. They're like, look, Lance is actually from. <laughs> like, oh, they no, do he's have not him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the hippo thing—if that's true—I have no idea. Where I'm officially from. scared right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I <laughs> Okay. On the internet, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. But it was like a scan from someone. Oh, yeah. And well, James, that uh, James just says hippos kill more people than lions. <laughs> right, true. Well, that is true. This is literally a, a text message thread that went through me and my family this weekend. My my sister saw baby Fiona, yeah. and then my mom's like, "They kill more people than la 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 la." And then my dad's like, "It's cute," and like, "Killer cute," just family chat dead. is hippos. A, chat is a hundred percent supporting. Me. <laughs> really? I did not yeah. imagine that. Okay, guys, I need the actual scan of this. Like, someone yeah. throw Keith likes hippos in yeah. the hashtag. Oh, but I need to see. And people are doing all of this fan art of like young child Keith, <laughs> like a little oh, stuffed hippo. Child. Oh, that's wow. I, I need I Keith in a hippo uh, kicker. I, <laughs> I need it. I, I cannot I'm, officially say this is Lauren and what came approved. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I'm very frightened right now. So, so the book is called The Paladin's Had- Handbook, Official Guidebook of Voltron. Okay. So we should change the title to The Unofficial <laughs> <laughs> And it comes out tomorrow. Wow. Oh, tomorrow. Okay. tomorrow. Right. Thank okay. you for that. Today. No problem. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That 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 is incredible. I wasn't expecting that turn, but I love it so much. Can I take a step back? Yeah. All right. Well, I think the the episode wraps up. One more thing to hit with this episode that we really do need to talk about part three of Lotor coming in and going, yoink. Oh, no, this has been a setup from Lotor from the beginning. All the comments about, well, it was fun for me to watch, but it wasn't fun for your pilots. And I'm like, oh, he literally threw people against the wall to see what would stick. Yeah. And none of them did. Oh, yeah, like, don't you have robots you could do that? You could dispose of? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> he tried every avenue. I would He's imagine, yeah. So then mimicking an ancient Altaian distress signal and sending it out, knowing that that's the one bait that your prey can't refuse, and being like, well, I know Voltron can do the dimensional thing, so if they die, we win. And if they bring the meteor back, we win. Yeah. So we win. It's just a win. Yeah. yeah. Just all around. Yeah. I, I do wonder, like, if he knows what this meteorite is capable of. Oh, I think he does. Oh. He's, he's straight More up so set. than his our dad heroes. was looking for it. Voltron was able to go through dimensions and it was made of the same stuff. Like, he knows. Yes. He's been going through Galra Wikipedia and looking up <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like, I mean, yeah, technically, he's had more time than any of our other heroes to look into this stuff. His time in exile was, I think, very. Yeah. I mean, Allura's been asleep a for 10,000 years. That's true. That's right. Natasha's time in exile. She was in the Weblum. Uh, <laughs> she was on another mission. <laughs> uh, she was running errands. Yeah. yeah. I think we'll talk about that next week because that's when it becomes relevant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think we can wander back over to, a whole, uh, to The Hunted. 
I have one of my titles as How Do We Lion, though. And I'm like, that's not the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I crossed my wires there. It, it could have been yeah. called that, though. It I mean, that kind of was. Is. Yeah. And I did look pointing out, like, three of the five of us are in New Lions. We should really not be doing the thing right now. And Keith is just like, we're tracking him, we're doing the thing. Yeah. They they never address. He's whether really they found angry the that people want him to be in charge, well, and so he's the whole just, hippo thing. Yeah. <laughs> that hippo. Yeah. Well, it's so consistent with his character. Like that's exactly the sort of thing that he would do if he was still in the Red Lion. He would just go off yeah. and try to handle the situation Absolutely. on his own, especially without Shiro there to sort of reel him back in. Yeah. Which is, is kind of something you can do when you're not the leader, but when you are the leader, you don't get to go running around. Willy nilly. You have to go and be responsible for people, and (laughs) what fun is that? And that's what he has to learn. Yeah. But I loved when he came back to Lance saying, you know, this is my fault. I screwed up. The acting was incredible. Oh, yeah. The voice acting was beautiful. The animation was great. Just like. That was a very pretty and little reality I, And check. she'd been so stubborn through the entire episode, and then finally in that moment where it was just the two of them alone, and he admits to the fact that it was all his fault. And I like that Lance's reaction was, yeah, yeah buddy. this is your fault. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You gotta pull yourself together and fix it. Because Lance had been respectfully, honestly, criticizing him yeah. throughout the entire episode. Because when Keith is, again, just trying to forge ahead, and, and there was some conversation about, oh, we need to keep the team together, and Keith is like, it doesn't, the team doesn't matter, we just gotta kill Lotor, <laughs> and Lance is like, wow, great, great leadership. leadership. <laughs> <laughs> like, the literal backbone of the best weapon in the universe is teamwork. Yeah. So... He's learning yeah. lessons. Yeah. He's learning lessons as he goes along. It's very true. And it's interesting. I think that, uh, so I might pronounce your name wrong, but Muril um, Zaniel Munir in the chat <laughs> brings up a, a thing that I think is central to sort of Keith's struggle to get into the leadership role, which is that he doesn't like the fact that he is straight up replacing Shiro. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not that Keith is not capable of being a leader. He certainly has lessons to learn, but a big part of him being so reluctant is the fact that it's basically coming to terms with the reality that Shiro's gone. Oh yeah, once he becomes the Black Paladin, that's it. That is closing the chapter on that. Yep. Like, we've accepted that we're not gonna find him, we've accepted that there may not be a him to find anymore, let's just keep going. And that's rough. Yeah. I think that's the biggest, you know, the biggest key for him is getting over that fact and, uh, but I, I mean, I think even if he were, if he weren't in that situation, I don't know that he'd be the best leader no. right off the bat. He's, yeah, no. he's got a lot of personal stuff that, he's got to deal I with. I think first. that's very true, but I do think that the Shiro factor is that's it, number one. Yeah. Definitely it's part number of one it. on the list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I want to talk a little bit about Allura because she was the MVP this episode. Yeah. She, was. she was straight up the MVP, and we also have that reality check for her that. She can't do everything, that she tries so hard. She's the princess of her people and one of two left in this particular reality. So we think, we don't know. Well, um. and, and it's interesting, too, because she is mystically bound to the ship that they fly all the time. So 
flying that ship is second nature to her, but the connection that she has with the lion is something entirely different and requires a different dynamic. The 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 ship that she pilots isn't sentient. The lions are, and yeah. they have personalities, and you have to cater to them like they're real cats. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I love her strategy. <laughs> what would Lance do? Would she flirt <laughs> badly? Trying to get the blue lion to listen to her by flirting with yeah. it. You're <laughs> activating my particle barrier. And then uh, last episode, Lance was doing those same yep. things. So Guys, like, remember, this okay, is a kid yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that they all know each other well enough at this point to be like, what would this person do? And then do it spot and, on. And I, I love Kimberly's performance there because <laughs> you can tell that Allure is not at all She's comfortable. She's not comfortable at all. No. no. She gives that little chuckle like. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, a, it's not a like smooth chuckle. No. no. <laughs> oh, this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> is this how this really okay. worked? Okay, I'm not sure if I'm happy that that didn't work or not. <laughs> But she basically went, I can't do this on my own. I need help. Yeah. And that's when Blue went, you called? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, really. Well, because she just had to stop, start thinking more like Lance and just kind of stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, start thinking more like a paladin and less like the leader of the rebellion and one of the last free societies on, well, on in the universe. And no It's pressure. something that she's not the only character that struggles to do this. Yeah. But like, And we were just talking about how Keith has issues with it, too. It's difficult to ask for help, especially when you mm-hmm. are an authority figure. Mm-hmm. Um, it can definitely be difficult to uh, relegate. And she is not the leader of Voltron, which is a very odd position for her to be in. It is. And so learning to ask for help is something that she kind of has to do in order to make this connection. Yeah, and being the princess of her people and being essentially one of the leaders of the rebellion, the buck usually stops with her. Yeah, usually so she just has to say... the team now, so do it. She just has to ask in the team or dynamic, order. Yeah. She was kind of the leader. She was the yeah. one that had the most information. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. all went to her when they needed, you know... Yeah sort of, you know, intel and advice on how the universe works. And it was interesting, too, in in this scenario where they were all separated on the planet with the wonky uh, (laughs) atmosphere, that it was once... Thesaurix. Thesaurix. Things I wrote down. (laughs) (laughs) Once she managed to connect with the Blue Lion, it it kind of was a trickle-down effect from there. It's like once Allura got under control and got herself reunited with Keith and Lance, that was when they were all able to kind of find each other and come Jesus together. So forward, so yeah. even so even not in a leadership role, like Alora still plays a very central part in bonding this group together. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah. I had to go even so even so far to say it's with Shiro out of the team, the team is has more cohesive teamwork. It relies more on the teamwork dynamic versus like us just listening to the leader. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there's less more about space. the group. Yeah, there, there's less Space Dad knows what to do. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk to Space Dad and more. All right, brainstorm. Uh, which, what are we doing? <laughs> which brings up the question: If he does come back, does that make him the odd man out? Like how how after you've been away for a while, how do you reintegrate to a group that's gotten used to getting along without you? Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty big if to stick a pin in. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, um, wink. <laughs> but yeah, and I love I love that her inexperience in in this moment um, that 
like it definitely plays into Lotor's strategy too. And this episode really highlights him as a strategist and how he's just kind of thinking leagues above them because they're not working as a team and they're they're not thinking about their actions before jumping in. Can we talk about his fighter? Yeah, talk That's about so that cool. design. Yes, Watching that ship move was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, that was some beautiful animation. That was a great design. I mean, I think his tactics are like his ship. They're, you know, versatile. So mm-hmm. he can he can kind of fit into whatever space he needs to. And that was, I think, the idea behind his ship is mm-hmm. that it can it can kind of fit any battle scenario that, that it needs to. It can go up, down, left, right, spin on a dime. Um, and I think the way he plays everybody against themselves and is basically able to study the group is kind of the central piece to his his entire character. But the flip side is you freeze up one engine and you're done. Sure. <laughs> yeah. hey. Well, to be fair, it's I don't a think nice he was, little house of cards. I don't <laughs> think he was planning on Ice Beam out of nowhere. Yeah. Especially and you would with think how, he would have done his research struggling. on Voltron. <laughs> but he well, clearly he saw did that. did do his research did. on Voltron. Yeah. He says in the beginning of the episode that these are not the paladins who yeah. defeated my father. Oh, yeah. I think that was the key. Yeah. So let me take him into this environment. Exactly. And then, it, consequently, he ended up underestimating them. And, and again, Lotor's such an interesting character because he realizes that that is what has happened and he's like well alright then yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna he, step back and figure this out clearly singled her out as as the one who's most uncomfortable mm-hmm. in this situation he was the lion in that scenario yeah. he was mm-hmm. the one hunting the pack and yep. realizing that that was the weak one he yeah. was the space hippo and so, <laughs> he was the space hippo. <laughs> so her getting the better of him was an unexpected thing for him because she's the most inexperienced pilot out of all of them. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It's interesting. There's an interesting question in the chat from um, Happy Haha, so, who asks, why did the blue lion choose Allura when she is the most, when she's mostly straightforward and the blue lion is more likely to go with the flow? Meaning like she's very stubborn and she knows what she wants and tends to forge ahead. And, and again, the blue lion Which are was, more red lion. Yes. Was previously with Lance who's a little, you know, <laughs> but her weapon is a whip, which is also versatile yeah. and flowy and more able to like, yeah. no, I, I can see it. I think that the blue lion actually makes perfect sense for Allura in this situation because that's where she needs. I think that Lance, Allura and Keith have all ended up with lions who have something that's very, Import, that have an important lesson to teach them yes. about themselves. Yes. 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 The yeah. There you go. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And there's there was also a um, again I'm pulling off of stuff that's on the Voltron website from forever ago. The profiles that are up there sure. and it says the blue line is most open to new pilots. Yeah. Yes. So it's the friendliest kind of, kitty cat. <laughs> you know, you start in the mail room and then you work your way up to Black Lion. Hey, hate to interrupt, but uh, Mark is bringing up a yes! wonderful thing in the hashtag. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the wonderful. Hold on, let me see the name on Twitter. Uh, Bridge O, uh, aka at Princess Ponies Eight on Twitter, did a wonderful bit of fan art of young Keith in a hippo <laughs> outfit. Wow. Did, did, did you draw that, That's or did you amazing. find it? Oh, like I, I need to know awesome. because that is Keith please, in a hippo kegu and I'm dying. Please, Bridge O, let us know. If you drew that, that's amazing. Oh my goodness. Uh, if not, we definitely want to give oh a shout goodness. out to the artist for sure. It's like having Malachroma in chat. <laughs> Ask and ye shall receive. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you for that. <laughs> Alright, what else do we want to cover? Uh, I, I wrote it on the board. I'm a leg. 
Oh, I know. I love this joke. I love that it comes back. She was back. so happy. <laughs> and she specifically told Hunk, Hunk on my leg. She knew yeah. she could relate to him. It's yeah. true. They were having a bonding <laughs> yeah. moment over both being legs. Well, well, and he's also the other leg at this point. Well, yeah. And there's just well, so much joy, yeah. too, because her father was a member of Voltron. He created Voltron. Yeah. And this is the first time she's formed Voltron with the rest of the team. Because I imagine that after the Red Lion didn't choose her, she just thought she was never... Yeah. That was yeah. never going to be an option. That ever. was the one that was the most obvious, right? Like yeah. it was her father's, and so when it didn't happen, I think it was yeah, yeah, it crushed her. Yeah. Crushing, mm-hmm. yeah. By the way, side note: Princess Ponies did draw that fan art. Yeah. Wow. Well, done. well done, good job, well done. You are fast, uh, dang. Um, Oh, that's but, beautiful. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Like we said, start in the mailroom. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I also don't want to overlook Pidge and Hunk in this episode because they both were. I, again, they were Hunk had some of, amazing yeah. one-liners. Yeah. Oh my god! I think I bring a burrito. Do you like burritos? I know. <laughs> well, not to mention that line from the trailer about the hunters become, become the hunters. hunters. Please flip the script. <laughs> That's yeah, a, and um, just talking with Pidge and that bit about, well, I could have done this if I had the data, but because we ran in here blindly, yeah. now I can't do anything. Yeah. Ounce of preparation, pound of cure, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I liked, too, that once everybody did come together at the end of the episode, there there wasn't too much animosity towards Keith being like, well, you got us into this situation and this is awful and everything you suggest is horrible. Like, once he came back and was willing to try again and was like, maybe we should stick together, people (laughs) were more or less on board with it. I think they realized they got to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Things are going to... Yeah. They've known each other long enough to know that Keith does these things. (laughs) And they've known each other long enough to know that he, out of, I think I want to say most all of them, is not over Shiro. Yeah. And will probably continue in some capacity to be not over Shiro. And so it's like, we get it. We get why you're doing this. You need to stop. Thank you for stopping. <laughs> Let's move forward. Yeah. 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 I like no lingering resentment. I appreciate that. Okay. Is there anything else you want to touch on for either of these episodes? Is there anything else you want to let the fans know about these episodes? Behind the scenes stuff? Things that wound up on the cutting room floor? Just... I mean, I think Thacerix, uh as a whole was probably are probably some of the most excited we've been getting footage back just because mm-hmm. it, it it captured visually, I think, what our minds were spinning, you know, creating the world. It just looked so dense and so yeah. real. Um, and I think Lotor being a legitimate threat that is very clearly different than his dad, yeah. I think is another one that will continue to play out in yeah. very cool ways. Yeah, yeah. He, he comes at it sideways as opposed to every problem is a nail, I got a hammer, let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah I, I like Lotor because he's more of a scalpel than a broadsword. That's yep. it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I, I, I appreciate just seeing that it's not like, in the old show, yeah, sometimes they had issues with teamwork, but like, you always felt like no matter what, you know, within 15 minutes, they're going to form Voltron yeah, yeah, yeah. and it'll be okay. <laughs> Here, by by throwing off the team dynamics so much, you really do feel that the stakes are high and you feel the real weight of the circumstance, especially going up against somebody who's as deliberate and methodical as Lotor is yeah. in this series. Yeah, again, Lotor, as you mentioned, Mark, is so different from... <laughs> his dad, yeah. that it, it really is learning to deal with an enemy in a completely different way while also being a new team. So Yeah, yeah they got a lot on their plate. Yeah. That's kind of what makes this season so interesting. I think that's why so many people have kind of latched onto it and really appreciated it. It's, it's 
a unique dynamic and yeah they're just trying to figure it out it yeah. makes when they finally do form voltron it feels earned at that point. And we get the full extended (laughs) whole nine yards of that transformation sequence. I just loved when we were recording Steven, he got to do like the Shiro speech. The he did, everyone like comes the big together, rally. Yeah. the big form <laughs> yes. Voltron. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I remember him specifically saying, "Like I get to say form Voltron," <laughs> <laughs> and that is why I opened the show with it. <laughs> I, I have to say it. Everyone in chat talking about Overwatch. Pidge is not a diva main. Pidge is a somber main. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have no idea. I don't know what that means, yeah, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> Overwatch. Yeah, no. Oh, uh, yeah. Davey Elmer in, well in the work. chat asked an interesting question, I thought, uh, which is, did you get an OG Lotor obsession with Alora vibe from Lotor being impressed with Alora's cleverness and resourcefulness on this no. Rex? He wasn't no. creeping out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't know she's certainly. in there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He doesn't know she's he has in no there. Idea. No, no, no. But I, I think it's just. I think what's one. interesting though is that again he has a respect for women th- in this show that he did not have no. yes. in the old show. <laughs> and so really like the choice to have I, all of his minions be women. <laughs> which I, yes. I would love to for talk to you guys yeah. about about their designs and personalities. I definitely mm. want to talk to you guys about that if we have time. I don't know if we have time. But um, to, again, I feel like if he were to meet her and be like, oh, you were the pound that got the better better of me, you've improved a lot. Well played. I feel like it would be a very, like, yeah. ah, you're a worthy adversary sort yeah. of yeah. moment. I think that's what it is, because he yeah. doesn't yeah. know that it's Alora, but I think he certainly does have some level of respect yeah. and, for uh, that paladin the better. Again, <laughs> if, if, like, we know that, like, again, Alfor used to be Zarkon's right hand. Um, it, you know, they do have family history together. So I do wonder if, like, oh hey, like, let's let's talk. Clearly, yeah. our parents have a past. Let's let's I chat really for a minute. I'd say that's that's a good building block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're also a group of five. Oh. Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> I just figured this out. This is amazing. <laughs> Sometimes you really just need to point something out. <laughs> Again, side note, I love each and every one of them. Um, do you have any notes on like where where their designs came from? What what inspired their individual designs? We talked about this a little bit before, right? Like, we'd love to have a way deep reasoning oh, right. for a lot of their design choices, but we did need the big one. <laughs> we did need the sort of sleek one. We yeah. did need the more kind we of creepy We just wanted like one. a variety. And we wanted, you know, we didn't want to just do like four purple ladies. Yeah. So <laughs> we're like, okay, let's you know, let's get some different colors. Let's get some different like alien designs. Let's just, you know, all of our villains have been purple furry dudes so far. And we just wanted some unique looks. And so I think part of it was us going to the designers and saying, hey, give us some unique, interesting-looking females. That don't look females. pure Galra, yeah. And then from there, being like, this is incredible. Like, picking and choosing and reworking what we needed to and then forming personalities based off of those. Yeah. And and also, you know, I'm not really sure which came first. It's sort of a chicken-and-egg thing. Mm-hmm. But whether that informed, you know, Lotor's ability to see past purebred Galra and look for the you know the the, the qualities of, of other types of aliens, or whether that was a story point we came up with first, or that the, I think the it's a came up with first. I think it's a th- was I it think st- the the female aspect was something that we had always had right. 
um, was that he would always be open to not just the staunch old Galra way. Right, and that and was then, a way bigger theme that that got played down. Yeah, and then the half-breed part of it just kind of worked into that right. really well. And we're like, well, friggin' let's make some <laughs> unique designs, get some different uh, variations. We have a, a great... Uh, story for how they were named. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it. So, uh, originally, <laughs> there were four names. I think Asha's name... Nar- you know, there were a few names. Narty was the only one we kept. We we have some weird, like, name weirdness Issues. where we're just like, this one's okay, this one sounds too much like this. this it one would drive us the out. writers absolutely yeah. insane because it so, would be like, the name, they'd be like, damn it! Yeah. <laughs> All right, consult the list again. So, Narty we liked. So, Narty stuck. We're like, okay, we got that name. Now we need three more. And so they came up with it was it was Esor, Esor. Ethrod and Ipos. Ipos. And Ipos. and we went with those for a while until literally Studio Mir, Korean studio with Korean speaking people yeah. <laughs> told us, "Hey, these are all old lady names backwards." backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, "Is Wait, this Wait, what? <laughs> These are the like, Golden yes. Girls. Rose, <laughs> oh Dorothy, and Sophia. Sophia. Yeah. And then we went to the writers and said, you assholes. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> and they were like, what? It's fun, right? We were like, you no. totally undermined the character. <laughs> like, it's fun they when it's so ridiculous. <laughs> they did. Oh, my God. They were pulling a fast one on us. <laughs> That's and we like fancy ourselves, you know, 80s enthusiasts. So when we didn't right. catch it, we were like, Double jerks. Oh, really got it. Bad. We were just mad because we felt like idiots. Yeah. No, that's not to bring it back to Castlevania, but that's like when you find out that Alucard is Dracula backwards oh, for the yeah. first yeah. time, and you're yeah. like, yeah. "What?" Oh. By the way, when you're like nine years old, yeah. that is the most amazing thing. When Samus turned out to be a girl in Metroid, I was like, "What is what? happening right now?" <laughs> I feel like that was a lot of people. We when Pidge turned out to be a girl, though. That is yeah. true. Like, yeah, that is true. I called that, but I also. Was really happy about it. Yeah, <laughs> I still cried. I thought she was imagine trans. it blowing. Imagine it blowing like yeah. kid, little kids. Oh minds yeah. Oh, oh totally. I mean, I'm an I'm an adult. I guessed it, and I still sobbed, and I cried when Alora <laughs> got the blue lion. It's just Aww. I love seeing all these women being part of the team. Uh, I, good, interesting question from Twitter. Um, this was tweeted at us earlier from at uh, Zachshi130 asks in regards to. Since now we have established that there are these multiple realities within the Voltron universe, would you ever take elements from some of the other Voltron series and incorporate them into the alternate universes? Uh, I mean, I think it's safe to say that those elements exist yeah. in some other realities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Can't, can't show you our hand. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think all things are on the table. Yeah, we've probably signed some non-disclosure agreements. The the possibilities are endless. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the chat, there are somebody is freaking out. A Kassad is trying to compare Lotor to Commodus, who I'm assuming is like oh yes, yes, from history. Yeah, this this person was also tweeting at me and Mark, I believe. Earlier the yeah over the week, Mark, if you want to take that one, yeah, uh, yeah. So Ikasad uh, contacted us on Twitter. They're a, a big history buff and got it. some uh, some similarities, and was wondering if Lotor had any basis on Commodus, the Roman emperor. I'd say the Galra Empire as a whole has a basis. Yeah. In the Roman <laughs> empire. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are some parallels there. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, is Commodus uh, the same character that we saw the awesome Joaquin Phoenix play in yes. Gladiator? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, there's some similarities there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, I mean, that's sort of a tale that, that, that crosses all, you know, sort of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. crosses through history. Yeah. A lot of influences. Yes. Um, and I'm sure as the series goes on, we'll see more and more. Indeed. Mm-hmm. I think Commodus was maybe a bit crazier than Lotor. I think Lotor... Maybe a little bit. He's yeah. got he's some... He's pretty level-headed. I was going to say, sane dude. certainly at this point, too, he's he's pretty level. <laughs> he's pretty level. And Commodus also, I think, was highly spoiled and sort of, even though he was... You know, maybe kept down by pops. Uh, yeah, was still had all the spoils and riches of every you know his kingdom around him um, and the empire around him. And I think Lotor took a very right. different path. He like, didn't uh, spend yeah. most of his life I, in exile. Yeah. I, I would love to. To I'm sure we'll get a flashback episode somewhere down the line. But I would love to hear what his uh, years in exile were like. If like they just gave him a sleeping bag and <laughs> <Go>. <laughs> just like you yeah. it's like Sparta. We're gonna drop you by a river. Have yeah. fun. <laughs> Kill some people. Go see in a couple thousand. I think Lothar had more of that than, yeah. than Commodus. Yeah. <laughs> more Sparta. <laughs> Can't wait to see Lothar start taking after Dad, though. Ooh. I feel like it's only a matter of time. It'd be interesting I to say see. Pointedly, if, not looking at the if, couch. If the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, that it would be, be interesting. interesting. Yeah. It will indeed. Well, the apple was pitched out into exile, but that doesn't mean it's not going to come rolling. It, back. It's come rolling back down the hill. <laughs> but <Yep>. Dad. <laughs> All right, before we wrap, I want to go ahead and talk about iTunes real fast because you guys are really good at this game. We have all sorts of new iTunes reviews. Wow. Because you're wonderful. Thank you, guys. And for those of you who want to support the show, who enjoy the show, who want other people to see the show, the best thing you can do is go on to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and leave us a review. When you do that, it accomplishes several things. For one, our producers take a look at those reviews and go, hey, they, they kind of like this show. The show's getting numbers. We should keep it. So that is actually really super important to us. And it can helps confirm. us. Can confirm. <laughs> and it helps us as an after show stay on the air. And also, when you give us a good rating, it helps other people find our show. So if you search Voltron, we show up a little further up in the podcast ranks on iTunes. And we have reviews, I want to say, dating back from June. What have we, is the hashtag it was, going did, nuts? No, it's just another Keith with a hippo. <laughs> <laughs> We're like eight oh, hippo Keith in the hashtag. Oh, Every single one Hippo's is unique and precious. You guys work so fast. <laughs> it's really adorable. So yeah, and for those of us who leave a review, we do leave you a shout out on the show because we love you. We have 10, 10, 10 out of 10 great podcasts from Dumpster Fire Runaway. Wow. <laughs> Love this podcast. It's great and has the best discussions, especially when there's very special guests on board. Wow. Guys. Hey. Love this. Five exclamation points. Keep going. Three exclamation <laughs> points. From Mad Mac 2003. First podcast I've ever listened to, and I'm so grateful for finding this. Oh, hey. We're your first Thanks. <laughs> Amazing. From page 673. Thank you for making this 30-year-old nerd mom watching Voltron with her kids feel justified oh, for watching on my own. That's the best. Great. That is the best. Yeah. You never have to apologize for watching cartoons on your own. I'm almost 30 and I do it all the time. I'm <laughs> past 30 and I do it. We watched DuckTales yesterday and it was amazing. Oh, yeah. We watched DuckTales so yesterday. It was so good. Great. Good discussion plus witty humor from CJ McSusan. As a nerd that usually thinks critically, I usually have a hard time finding well-thought-out discussions and a good laugh along with it. This podcast does it really well Aww. and I more than enjoy this excellent podcast. Keep it up. 
uh, period, from an old dog. <laughs> I just want to say thank you for doing this podcast. Y'all are amazing, and I can't wait for the next season. Oh, my crow left us two paragraphs, so we're going to get you. the abridged version for you. From Bookworm of a 12-year-old. Oh, my crow, this is the most hilarious, insightful, and entertaining podcast I've ever listened to. The hosts always dive deep into the episodes in an intriguing and all-around fun way. And if you're a full-on nerd as I am, you will fully love this podcast. Yay. Aw, you guys. And best after show ever from Agent Andromeda. I don't normally like after show podcasts, but I love this one. It's left me in stitches quite a lot. I'm also a fairly unobservant person. I relate to Lance a lot, so the theories brought up on here are often things I've never thought of. That doesn't mean you're unobservant. That means you think in different ways. I have an English degree. I'm supposed to tear the text apart and go through the pieces. If it makes you feel better, I I did not see Pidge being a girl coming. That one slipped right under my radar. So I you- thought she was trans. That's that's where my brain went. Is oh cool. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, thank you guys so much. If you want your interview read right on the podcast, be sure to leave it a couple of days in advance because iTunes fully believes in delays for some reason. So yeah, we tape yeah. on Mondays, leave it like Friday at the latest. But yes, thank you guys so much. We really super appreciate it. And Yay. yeah, the ratings and whatnot do help keep us on the air. I cannot emphasize that enough. So thank you so much for everyone who has supported. Thank you guys so much for joining thank us. You. It's been yeah. uh, do you have any other projects that you can tell us and the fans about? We're just focused on this right now. Mm. Yeah. All we do. Are you guys doing something in New York Comic Con this year? Is that uh, a question you can answer or not answer? I don't know that we can fully answer oh, okay. it, but All right, I think okay. it's a safe bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, Nothing official yet. Yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> More to come. Give that a solid maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to tell the fans? Uh, keep watching. We got a season four coming up real, real soon. So yeah, We are super stoked <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah. Right, Cannot and wait. Where can the fans go to follow you? Uh, keep up with Twitter things. at Art of Lauren M, uh, Instagram at the best Lauren Montgomery. I don't know. <laughs> yes. For me. I he's, he's like JDS twenty four seven or three sixty five or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I forgot last time you I was here. I'll forget again. <laughs> I think it's my underscore two four seven. There's a lower third. Is there a lower third? Do we not have a lower third? I feel like there is a lower third. I thought you said there was a lower third meaning underscore, and so I was very confused. I meant just read it off the lower third that you can see on your screen under Joaquin's face. Well, people listening on iTunes. Okay, all right. We're talking about our lower third. Yeah, from the knees down. You guys listening on iTunes can switch it over to YouTube for a hot second. Do both. It's wonderful. Uh, Emma, where can people find you? You guys can find me all over the internet at my name, Emma Fife, E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E, mostly on Twitter and on Instagram. You can also find me on Mondays and Wednesdays at 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time on Collider TV Talk on Collider Video. It's a great time. Yep. <laughs> I could go on. I have many other there was things. More. But just follow me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Mangman. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I have a bunch of stuff coming up, so uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter for that. I've got some fun podcast stuff coming up, so please check that out. 
You can follow Alexis on Twitter at ATORUS890. And I'm Katie. You can follow me all over the social media and on Twitch at Kiaje. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm currently making my way through Hustle Cat. So that is baby's first dating sim, and it's great. Uh, turn series finale is tomorrow night. Tune in for that at 8 p.m.? We're at 8, right? Uh, yes. 8 p.m. Pacific. <laughs> Do the thing, win the stuff. It'll be awesome. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Take me to Space Hospital. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 